Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And On top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 216 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And they won't let me read. (laughs) Is that it? Yeah. Okay. And this episode is sponsored by Tasha Fedeme. Thank you, Tasha. Thank Thank you, you, Tasha. Tasha. Are you listening? Are you in the chat? Are you listening? No, usually she's in the chat is what I meant by that. You know, this would be (laughs) the one time that she's not. Did you hear your name? (laughs) Tasha, you rule. Anyways, today we will be discussing the second half of Chapter 6 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Draco's Detour. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to reroute your way through the details. You're welcome. But before we begin, let's go to Megan for some Weekly Provenance. So I only had like two small, like small little news things. So I put two. So the first one. Newslets, if you will. Newslets. Yes. So the first one is... um, in this like all i do usually is i go on google and i just like type harry potter and then i click news to see like what has populated lately and for some reason they decided to call out helena bonham carter as just like an actress from harry potter in this article which is why this one like pulled forward and i was like okay she's so much more than that like harry potter was a blip yeah Yeah. in her career but anyway So um, it has been, I don't know if any of us besides me and Katie have watched Enola Holmes, but it's so good. But Enola Holmes 2 has been confirmed and um, Helena Bonham Carter is returning for Enola Holmes 2. So I thought that that was cool. And then the second piece of news is I believe that in a weekly profit, I talked about the fire at the elephant house cafe in Edinburgh. Um, And they have 
the, the owner of the cafe has announced that they saved the table where the author wrote Harry Potter. It has water and smoke damage and it is going to like a restorer, but that table has been saved from the fire. So it, that makes it sound to me like they are planning on like rebuilding. I hope so because it was really they had really good food and it was just a really cute cafe and I hope that they make a comeback. So maybe she'll go and sit down and have a coffee. That would be the revamped spa- space. Yeah. You know, like reinvigorate it if you will. Yeah. Who the author do that? Yeah. Maybe she can reinvigorate her life. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is true. <clears throat> I would um, hate it. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah. It would make my week. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I just hope that they recover from this fire. And I was glad that that piece of history was saved because as much as I'm not really like a fan of the author so much anymore, it's still a piece of history in Harry Potter and I can appreciate that. And, um, I would have been sad if it got lost. So yeah, agreed. Uh, make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then I will too. I mean, they will too. (laughs) (laughs) I'll like us too. It's fine. (laughs) Unless you like her. I like myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, Tiffany, stop laughing at me. Stop it. <laughs> stop <Sorry>. it. <laughs> I like you as well. So. <laughs> well, thanks. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Also going to be putting this in here for the next couple of weeks. The final day to sign up for the Swish swag box for January is August. I mean, oh my God, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> It's October. It's October. It's October 31st is the final day that you can sign up for the Swish Swag Boxes. If you join any day in October and remain a Thunderbird patron or higher or higher through January, you will get the Swish Swag Box 2022. All right. Thank you all so much for your support. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through this. I swear to God. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. <laughs> if you want to send. Can't go over it. You can't go under it. You got to get through it. <laughs> if you want to send so us like your me. Potter story, you can do so. Or any questions or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Can I add something in at the beginning here, just in case people skip out at the end when we talk about things? Yeah. Don't forget about A Court of Swish and Flick that is out on all podcasting apps. It's A Court of Thorns and Roses reread. It is. And today, the day that we're recording this, is International Podcast Day. So... Go and celebrate this weekend, International Podcast Day. I'm extending it to the whole weekend, even next mm-hmm. week, because this doesn't come out till then, because I don't know what I'm talking about. We're still celebrating. Go and download A Court of Swish and Flick. Every day is Swish Day. It is. 
So, yeah, that's it. I'm done for now. And I clearly need a break from talking. So somebody else chat. (laughs) (laughs) You ready? Yeah. No, I didn't forget. We need a recap. We need a recap. <laughs> we need a re 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 recap. Sarah's face. Megan spit her drink. Did you spit? <laughs> I took a sip at the wrong time. Oh, uh, that song. I don't know. No one. Tiffany. Yes, it is. Tiffany does. Daniel something. I don't know. Gonna How does it go? Get through this. I'm gonna get through this. Oh, I don't know. But before I do the Daniel recap, Daniel Bettingfield. Oh look my at you! God, I got the first name right. Daniel or Natasha? What? What? <laughs> Who thinks it is? What I asked? Daniel. Daniel? His sister is Natasha Bettingfield. Their <laughs> brother and sister. She's also. A oh. You know the I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pack, I gotta pack it full of sunshine. Yes. I know that song. That's her song. That song makes me think <laughs> of that one movie with Catherine Hegel. I was- <laughs> Where's the proposal? Catherine Eagle's not in the proposal. <gasps> not the proposal. <sighs> 27 dresses. No, the ugly truth. I'm seeing the ugly truth. Oh, the ugly truth. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Obscure movies. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some Catherine Eagle. She's great. Isn't it Catherine Heigl? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Beats me. What if but it's Heigl? It's an easy It's like in a card. Knocked up. It's like a little thing where she. She keeps opening the card, so she's like, "I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get Um. Oh, Hilarious. yeah. Oh, okay. There it is. Good. Yes. Stellar cast. Good movie. Oh, uh, sure. Katie, you can. Before I do my recap, I just sure. want to point out that Jenny Fire in the chat says the way that Meg is messing up words today, we could end up with a new swishism, <laughs> and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did last, uh, not last episode, but. The- a couple episodes ago, what did I what did I call Harry's kid? Albert. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make a joke and just completely mess it up. Albert. Oh my god. <sighs> All right, this recap is short and sweet. Uh, last episode, myself, Meg, and Sarah chatted about our trip to New York to visit the Harry Potter store. So, if you are interested in what they offer there, sort of like a verbal walkthrough our favorite stuff things that we got um and our reviews of the virtual reality that they do check that out it was a good time it was horrible don't ever listen to that (laughs) (laughs) they even lied i was never in new york i've never been to new york i don't even know these people (laughs) where am i I? (laughs) any whoosies the trio and Draco and his mommy have their uh confrontation you know they leave. The other people, the trio, they get their wands. Not their wands. <laughs> they get their robes. They get the other supplies that they need whilst they're in Diagonelli. Um, and then they make it to Fred and George's store. And, you know, it's impressive. Not just, like, the color, you know, because it's... Everything else is, like, kind of, like, driving jury because, you know, Voldemort's back in Death Eaters are just walking around. Like, look at Draco. <laughs> But also, there's a lot of product, and they seem to be fairly popular. They're not they're not hurting over there. So, of course, Harry and his friends, they see Draco whilst they're in the store. So they sneak out to go figure out what he's up to, because, you know, they're nosy. Uh, Shady thinks that's what Draco's up to. And 
Hermione tries to like figure out what he what he's up to, and she doesn't do a good job at all. Um, so don't ever have her be a spy for you. <laughs> Noted. She wouldn't do. It. She's not. She doesn't. Nope. It's not good. It's not good. Okay. Uh, I love. I love the first quote from this. Put those away, she said coldly to Harry and Ron. Whip it out, wands and. Uh, Rope shops, guys. It's hey, getting serious. You know, if that's if there's any place you're gonna whip your wand out, it should be a rope shop. It should be. It should be. Sometimes ropes are just easier to just whip the wands out. You know, they make it easy for you. We're back with Sissy, <laughs> <laughs> and she's on the offense pretty much right now. So she says, "If you attack my son again, I shall ensure that it is the last thing you ever do." death threats okay i mean for people that like when i was reading this section because i haven't read the like i haven't read uh like five and six even four like i hadn't read them in Mm. a long time like i a lot of times would really read the first three and then the last book a lot more so than the other ones so sometimes i forget because also i'm ingrained in the movies Mm -hmm. how she's also not super kind you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like she said some not nice things. I right mean, now. before she helped save Harry's life, she pierces him with her nails. So come on. Well, and like <laughs> she selfishly saves Harry's life. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. didn't do it for Harry. Um, no. And I think that people are and I I think that people quickly are like she was a good mom. She was a good mom. She was a good mom. I think if she was a good mom, her son wouldn't have been a Death Eater. Well, or, you know, or like wouldn't have taught her son racist things. Uh, I don't know. That's just me. This this don't be racist uh, yeah such a hard concept is it no nope however <laughs> if you remember back mama malfoy has been through it this summer and she isn't playing around so we started out this book with her a million years ago it feels like <laughs> <laughs> but um she is in no mood let's just say that and so unfortunately for her Harry Potter no longer has any kind of filter and he steps up to her and he's thinking like, even with their differences, she still looks like Bellatrix. And I think that that kind of gets to him even more because of obviously what Bellatrix did. And he says, really going to get a few death eater pals to do us in. Are you? (laughs) And Madam Malkin, this poor (laughs) lady, she can hardly stand it. And she goes, clutches her heart she's like dramatic but like also i would be dramatic as well because if you're you're like gonna fight in my shop and you're throwing out like death dudes and stuff you know it's just it's just it's a lot and so madame malkin says really you shouldn't accuse dangerous thing to say wands away please and harry didn't lower his wand and narcissa smiled unpleasantly and I would like to see everyone's best unpleasant Narcissa smile, please. I can't. I can't do mine now. That was. I think good. it's supposed to be like a menacing, like. I know. I was just being ridiculous. So then Narcissa makes a really heck of a threat. To a child, but alas, you know, Death Eaters and their sympathizers are not normal people. So (laughs) she says, 
I see that being Dumbledore's favorite has given you a false sense of security, Harry Potter, but Dumbledore won't always be there to protect you. And these plans are just spilled out all over the place, but no one has a clue except for her and Draco that these are like actual literal plans. Right. But it's not like nobody doesn't know that the Death Eaters would love to have Dumbledore dead. And I feel like anyone close to that situation obviously know that knows that Voldemort would be happier if Dumbly was six feet under. But this is the type of thing that they can say and nobody knows that there's like an actual like a game plan that's getting ready to happen. And so Harry goes, full-blown teenager, and oh, mocks boy. her and says, wow, look at that. He's not here now, so why not have a go? They might be able to find you a double cell in Azkaban with your loser of a husband. Ooh, oh, Harry. Mm, mm, <laughs> it's got some good comebacks. That burns. Does it burn? Do you need some Neosporin? Okay. <laughs> I love it. No filter. And honestly... He's been through it, so we just give him a pass. Go for it. And Malfoy's livid, and he makes a move to get Harry, but he obviously is wearing robes that are too long because he's being fitted. And he trips and stumbles. And Ron, of course, laughs because that's funny, and Ron is Ron. And Malfoy is all like, oh, no, you didn't. And Narcissa keeps her calm. Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And she says some more questionable things. And she says, I expect Potter will be reunited with dear Sirius before I am reunited with Lucius. Like twice, three times, three times threatens his life. If you think about it, Harry was correct. In what? The fact that she does not going, doesn't go to jail. It's not jail, but you know, Azkaban. But she's reunited. She was wrong, but he was kind of right because she was reunited <laughs> with Lucius before he ever saw Sirius. All I can think of is reunited once more. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. Harry Potter. It's from I've Harry Potter, you weirdo. <laughs> Oh, saying it like it was a song. So sorry, dear boy. It was more. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what musical is that from? I'm like, is that, is that from Phantom of the Opera? But I was like, I don't, I don't remember ever hearing that. Because <laughs> I'm like, I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, what? Are, what's like a sad? <laughs> watched it seen it in a long time. you make me really happy i just want you to know <laughs> spilled my beer tonight guys uh so basically that's saying you're going to die harry before my husband gets out of prison okay <laughs> <laughs> so harry raises his wand a little higher at this threat that's you know on his life and hermione's like no there's school <laughs> she doesn't say that but basically don't get in trouble madame malkin is in full denial of what's going on and she tries to bring the situation back to normal and starts to work on malfoy's robes again and she touches his arm and he bellows ouch and he slaps her hand away dark mark and then he throws the robes off does he have a shirt underneath it i'm guessing probably no, he's just full nude. Well, I don't know. In my head, like, 
Are they rope? Like, do you wear something? Well, he's wearing robe? something in. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, am I taking <laughs> off my? No, are you saying oh. like, am I taking off my clothes to wear these as they were like mine, or am I just putting them on over what I wore to Diagon Alley today? I guess both, but like, I he's got to have clothes on because you don't see his dark mark. But like, my other question though is like, I would wear clothes. Do you do you wear? I've never had something like, I've only Fitted. ever had things ta- like if I've had something tailored. I'm wearing it, and you, not nothing underneath, but like it's always like a bridesmaid's dress. Those are the only things I've ever had tailored. No well, room. but I would so assume like, that like the robes that he has on is just like Hogwarts robes, so it's they go over the sweater. They go over yeah, his other green. clothes anyway. Isn't that what it said? They're dress robes. Oh, they're dress robes. But still, it's just a robe. Can't but be, like, can't when be you naked. say robe. You know how like a jumper over there is a sweater over here kind of a thing. Is a robe over there like a robe? Over there? <laughs> <laughs> Why was it this? Why was it this? <laughs> Sarah made a Sarah made a flashing motion. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Sarah. I don't know. I can't be the one to answer that for you today. <laughs> So Malfoy throws the robes off, not in the nude, and they are going to go to a different shop for robes. They're going to go to Twilfit and Tattings. If you're wondering what that is, it's a robe shop. Is it in Diagon or Nocturne, though? Diagon. It's on the south side, is what it says. I'm sorry. It says, literally, the wiki says it was a wizarding clothing shop located in the South Side Diagon Alley, London. My and question is, you know how the, <laughs> the wiki was saying that um, Madam, uh, what's her name? Melkin's shop. They're like, it's only been open, or it's like, been open since 1991. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that it was open way longer than that. So, like, does it have, like, the dates of when it was open? Just because, like, that was, yes, that was the first time we're hearing about it from Harry, but, like, it's but I guarantee you it's been open longer, you know? No, it just talks about the confrontation in 1996. 1996, I uh, say. They've got hats. <laughs> they kind of hats. And the etymetiology is... Do they have corners on their hats? I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> um, so part of the name Twill Fit is obviously a play on It Will Fit, it says. I don't know how obvious that is to everybody. It will fit. It will fit. And tanning (laughs) is a kind of coarse, knotted lace. That's my nickname in high school. (laughs) (laughs) So quiet. Up next is knotted lace. (laughs) Oh. So. Madame Malkin goes to get the trio their robes, but she's very distracted and tries to sell Hermione wizard's dress robes instead of witches. And so after all of this, they exit the shop and Hagrid has no clue what happened in the shop. And he tells them not to worry about it because the Malfoys won't make trouble in Diagon Alley, even though they made a little bit of it in the shop. And there's very little time to correct him with what just happened because Mrs. Weasley and Ginny show up and they have all the books that they need. That's a lot of books to carry between two people. <laughs> That's a lie. You don't. Ha- I guarantee you, Mrs. Weasley, that you don't have all the books that you need. You need more. 
Oh my gosh. I did not know where you were going pro, with pro that. Pro tip for everyone. You think you don't have enough books? You don't. Buy more. <laughs> pro tip from Sarah, uh, who now lives in a library. <laughs> uh, it's time to shop again. So Harry and Ron didn't buy anything at the apothecary because as of this time, they are not taking potions you this think year. They had tables there? An apothecary table. From the days of yore. <laughs> they did, however, pop into Ilop's Owl Emporium to get Hedwig and Pig some owl nuts. Yes. Owl nuts. Owl nuts. Molly is anxious. She's checking her watch every minute or so while they're walking down the street, searching for Weasley Wizard Wheezes. And this throws me off because, like, I just picture Orlando and it's like, why are you looking for it? It's right when you walk in. <laughs> right. And it's well, but if you orange. think about it, the way that that's set up, though. You stop at Gringotts first. Didn't they go? Didn't they go through the leaky cauldron or no? So, mm-hmm. yeah, they did. So then they would have walked like, right not, by it. The dummies. Not today, Tom. You could walk right by it. I didn't notice that big orange building. I didn't notice the the big statue of my son to my right. (laughs) (laughs) She had other priorities, okay? (laughs) Who's that kid? Who's that? Um, Honestly, woman, you call herself our mother. (laughs) There's two of them. So they don't have long to be in the shop because they have to be back in the car. And then they see it. Set against the doll poster muffled shop fronts around them, Fred and George's windows hit the eye like a firework display. <laughs> Casual passerby were looking past over their shoulders at the windows, and a few rather stunned-looking people had actually <clears throat> come to a halt, transfixed. The left-hand window was dazzlingly, dazzlingly nope, full of an assortment of goods <laughs> that revolved... Popped, flashed, bounced, and shrieked. Harry's eyes began to water just looking at it. The right-hand window was covered with a gigantic poster, purple like those of the ministry, but emblazoned with flashing yellow letters. Why are you worrying about you-know-who? <laughs> you should be worrying about you-know-poo, the constipation sensation that's gripping the nation. <laughs> and so I love great. Them. Because poop is hilarious. Poop is hilarious. Today, uh, I was listening to a radio show, and they couldn't <laughs> swear. And the guy said, <laughs> so I said the S word for poop. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, what oh other word? What other swear word is an S word? It's only that one. I don't know. The S Sarah word for poop. shiitake mushrooms a lot. <laughs> I do. That that's my savior. If I say in front, I'm like, oh, shiitake mushrooms are delicious. They're just so <laughs> good. <laughs> so if you're wondering what you know poo is, it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, it causes constipation in the unknowing taker. That's not kind. And the pills can be mashed up and mixed with food or drink. Not kind either. <laughs> the product was advertised in the main window of the shop in the summer of 1996 and you can get this at wizarding world and they are they look like green M&Ms. i think they're m&ms yeah yeah <laughs> i've never gotten um, them i'm kind of intrigued though do they actually maybe we should get some together? yeah do they actually do the trick 
Probably Katie. They're, they're I'd be careful. Katie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, you can actually buy these at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I believe, I'm not sure if you can get them online, um, but you can definitely, they have a cute jar. Like I would buy them. What you know what I'll do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy them. I'm going to eat them. And then I'm going to wash the jar and fill it with green tissue paper and i'm gonna stick it on my shoe they should have one that's you go poo and then it's a laxative what color would it be brown (laughs) (laughs) if you ever watched um oh um the wedding planner with j-lo and matthew mcconaughey he only eats the brown ones because he's like chocolate's already brown so in his mind it has less uh (laughs) Artificial coloring. I don't know if that's a fact or not, but that's what they said in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Discord is uh, something. Then you said it. (laughs) So I have to tell you all, because I was searching, you know, poo on the internet. And there's something called no poo. And it is real. And it is basically... No shampoo. It means no shampoo, oh, yeah, obviously. No, yeah. No poo. I love that I like didn't even realize that. I'm like, yeah, I personally don't love no poo shampoo because I feel like um, a lot of times I feel like my hair doesn't get as clean. How serious like, she just I'm got. So, no, because I, I was just talking to my hairstylist about this because I bought a lot of times um, curl, like curling, like shampoos and conditioners have like no poo or low poo. Like Diva Curl is one of them. Um and I bought another brand that I'm like, it's fine. I don't love it. I prefer something that suds. <laughs> I yeah. got the suds. you never really cared about. I got the suds. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. If you want that or you don't, you know, there you go. So, Harry is laughing at this. And Molly's now even more worried about the twins um, poster. So, sh- her this quote, her lips move silently, mouthing the name, you know, poo. They'll be murdered in their beds. She <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. She's too much for me. All right. I mean, but like, I, 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 I my mother worried. would be worried. I would be worried. <laughs> Why? Because they're making a mockery because, yeah. of and Voldemort. Of Voldemort. And Voldemort is and petty. he doesn't care. Like yeah, he's like he will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> even Voldemort would think that's funny. I <laughs> like, don't think I don't. You know, sure poo. Humor, has he Catherine. ever laughed? What he's like, la- what would he? Laugh he's about? laughed. He laughed when he went. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> 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 he probably thinks it's funny because he probably made a Horcrux and lost his butt, so he can't poop anyway. I also think that like I feel like he also be the type of person where like people can't laugh at him like at his expense, so like that's just gonna make him angry. That's so, true. Like, can we just retaliate. Yeah, that's true. But spoiler alert, guys, they don't get murdered in their bed, so it's okay. No, they, the one just gets murdered at Hogwarts. Yeah, but in the middle of a battle, so at least that makes a little bit more sense. Unfortunately, not that it's. But we don't know how George dies. He's allegedly still alive. I think they're still among the living. I said that. Yeah. I, I repeated what you said. So Ron laughs with Harry. They think that this is hilarious. And he just says, no, they won't. And then they all head inside. And it is packed 
with customers. Harry couldn't even get near any shelves to like look at merchandise, but he looked up and he saw the Skyving snack boxes that the twins had perfected last year. Um, he can tell that the nosebleed nougat is the most popular because there's only one left on the shelf. So he also sees trick ones of all different kinds and different kinds, meaning like different price ranges. And based on the price, they do different things, which is really funny, I think. And the cheapest ones turn into rubber chickens or pairs of briefs. <laughs> Oh, here's a breeze. I thought you said something else. You go to like conjure yourself some water, it turns into some underwear. <laughs> underwear in your hand. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man. But then the most expensive ones beat the user around their head and neck, which sounds incredibly <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> but you know, I mean, they had the uh punching telescopes, so True. I guess they don't really care about that. Um Is that but- on the shelves though? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, They had all kinds of quills as well. So they had self-inking, self-checking, or spell-checking, and smart answering. (laughs) Self-checking. Check yourself before you check yourself. (laughs) But my question is, like, those... I feel like those already existed. So, like, are they just, like, selling... Not necessarily only things that they've created. Are they just, like... Do they have things they created and other, like, useful items? You know what I mean? Because I was I like, would, did they make those? I would think that, like, whilst they didn't, like, invent a spell-checking wand. They invented that specific whatever, one. Yes. They they might have, like, done their own version of it. Yeah. Maybe they just Maybe they did a joke one where, like, it... They like give this to like whomever and they you say like, oh, here's a spell checking one. But really, it just like screws you over. <laughs> like it spells when Wednesday incorrectly. I don't know. What are other difficult words to spell? Sometimes I struggle spelling chicken. Spelling chicken. Yeah. There's what something you, that I oh. What letters do you write? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good speller, Tiffany. Okay. <laughs> sometimes i find chicken to be difficult <laughs> sometimes honestly but sometimes wednesday I'll man be, like, for me teaching and i'll look at a word and i'll look at it and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but if i yeah. look at a word for too long i'm like this looks wrong i like will yeah. google it and yeah, it still and looks I'm like, wrong. oh, it's right. Yeah, but it looks yeah. wrong. There's this so bag weird. that says escape on it that I really want to get. It's really cute. And I was, I just scared myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next thing that they see is a reusable hangman. And I thought that this was interesting um, because they actually, so what? What'd you say? I said you would slither in. No, but I they they actually made concept art for this. Like Mina Lima made concept art for this item for the shop, and they put Dolores Umbridge as as the the hangman. Oh, I think. I, oh. oh, oh my god! <laughs> so it's a it's a magical toy version of the pen and paper game Hangman that I'm sure everybody has played. Um, 
but it was supposed to just be like a small wooden man that climbed stairs leading to a set of gallows with every letter that was missed. And the box on the product said, spell it or he'll swing, (laughs) which is... I don't like that. Yeah, that's morbid. Uh, um, but yeah, Mina Lima created concept art for this item that did not make it into the film. And the person walking to the gallows is Umbridge. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, they don't like her. No. No, they don't. I mean, and I'm assuming that it didn't make it because if you think about it, um, if you like picture the one thing that they did, ha- they did have Umbridge in the shop and she was that like balancing. She was like on like a, yeah. mm-hmm. on a, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, tight rope. A tight rope, like on a little bike. And she's like balancing unicycle. a unicycle. A yeah. 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 So. It's a you and I. They couldn't have like, <laughs> I think that they, well, first of all, having Umbridge be thing. the hangman is morbid AF. But then. Um, second, like it would be like overkill to have her be a part of two items, I think, in their shop. True. Um, and they also, so I think that Hermione and Harry, maybe Ginny, go over and they find the patented daydream charms. And these are really cool. And I'm not going to lie. They kind of remind me of like uh, drugs <laughs> a little bit. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, so okay. So it's a magical item that was created by Fred and George and sold at their shop. It's called the patented Daydream Charm. Virtually undetectable, they were able to produce a very realistic daydream lasting for thirty minutes. Side effects of the product included drooling and or dazed expression, and they were not sold to customers under the age of sixteen. Um, and they were banned from Hogwarts, obviously, by because he bans everything. But Hermione picks this up and she's like reading the packaging and she finds it to be extraordinary magic, which really it is like that's I just I love Fred and George's creativity and like the things that they come up with. I feel like they are one of the coolest parts of. Like, they have come up with the coolest things in terms of, like, what you can use magic to, like, create and make. Um, They're all right. Whatever. (laughs) So she says something along the lines of, like, this product being an extraordinary piece of magic. Um, And because of the compliment, Fred offers her one for free. And uh, did she take it? I don't know. It doesn't really say. But I would. I would take it if they offered it to me. A free product and a compliment. <laughs> free product Ship and a compliment. <laughs> um, so this is when we see Fred for the first time. So he comes over and he like thanks Hermione for the compliment, basically, and tells her to take one. And he is wearing magenta robes that clashed magnificently with his flaming hair. And he asks what has happened to Hermione's eye. And she like kind of annoying, like annoyed sounding is like, um, well, it was one of those punching telescopes that you guys made. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about those. And he pulls out this paste out of his pocket, this like container, and it is the thick yellow paste. And he says to dab it on and it'll be gone in an hour, which is 
amazing. And I'm not sure if they created this because he then follows that up with saying we had to find a really good bruise cream. So like maybe this is just something that exists that like he just has a lot of and he like offers it to her because he then explains that like they have to test a lot of their items on themselves. So they had to get this cream so that they wouldn't always be covered in bruises. (laughs) Especially if they're making those wands that beat you up. Right, exactly. So I don't know if, like, they made this cream. If they did, that's really, like, truly amazing magic. But either way, it's really cool. Um, And then Fred offers to give Harry a tour. So he is walking him around, and he shows him that they have muggle magic tricks for people like their dad. And he says it's not really a great earner, but it's steady enough. And then George appears and tells Fred to take Harry into the back because that's where they make the real money. And I think that this is so cool because who like who would have thought that this idea that they had to create this joke shop would have turned into what it does leading up to this war, basically, because they create these items that not just sound good, like as a joke, but are realistically like very useful for protection and stuff like that. Um, But before they go into the back I don't remember if it's Fred or George, but one of them warns a boy who has his hand in a tub of edible dark marks that if he pockets anything, he'll pay in more than galleons, (laughs) whatever that means. But edible dark marks are a type of like candy. Is it like like, zebra gummies? Is it like fruit shaped gum? Where like maybe I don't know. It just says they're sweets. So they're sweets that were created by Fred and George to mock Voldemort and Death Eaters. They're shaped like the dark mark used by Voldemort, and they were sold at Weasley Wizard Weezes, obviously. Um, And it doesn't really, like, say what they do beyond that they'll make anyone sick. So that's all we know. Um. So anyway, they go back behind this curtain, and then there are products lining the shelves. And, like, the packaging is just different for these items than it is for the items that are in their shop there. It's like more of a serious line. And Fred explains that they developed this more serious line and that he wouldn't believe the amount of people, even at the ministry, like ministry workers who can't do a decent shield charm. And then he compliments Harry by saying like, well, they didn't have you to teach them Harry. Um, which is awesome That's because, cute. and another reason why I think Harry should have been a defense against the dark arts professor, but whatever, Professor Potter, come on. Professor Potter. Alliteration. We could call him (laughs) Pee-Pee. Oh, my God. So, anyway. They they created... you. (laughs) Scared of your own shadow. Spooked me. So, they created these shield hats. And the original idea for these was just, like, fun And they said that the tagline that they thought in their head was challenge your mate to jinx you while wearing it and watch his face when the jinx just bounces off. Um, But the ministry really thought that they were brilliant and they bought 500 for all of their support staff. And how many galleons were they? I don't know. Did it say I don't remember. I want to do the math on that. (laughs) But he said that that's not even the only order like orders keep coming in for them and it's not like. I bet you like companies and stuff like that are buying them or whatever. Like anyway, so they have also gone from shield hats to creating shield cloaks and shield gloves. 
So then they thought that they would just get into a whole defense line. So they imported Peruvian instant darkness powder, and they also created decoy detonators. First off, I love how the decoy detonators look. I just like love their design. They're like a Nuba bomb. Yes. So Peruvian instant darkness powder is a magical item that is imported from Peru. Um, The darkness powder creates instant darkness when used, allowing the user to escape from a situation. Um, It was originally invented by the wizarding community in Peru. And... uh, The darkness produced was resistant to many light creation spells, such as the wand lighting charm and the fire making spell, which I'm assuming that is probably from one of the the video games, but that would make sense. So that's cool. Um, The hand of glory was the one known way to find the way through it, which again, I'm sure is assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, no, it says that that it says that that fact is from half-blood prince but like later Ew. so that is legitimately yeah, that's, canon that's at the very end i forgot about that yeah. um yeah so uh selling this to draco wasn't a good idea mm, yep because he <laughs> smuggles death eaters into hogwarts with it when sybil trelawney enters the room of requirement to hide her sherry bottles and stumbles into malfoy he used the power to hide himself and the vanishing cabinet um Later, when the Death Eaters enter the castle via the Vanishing Cabinet, Draco uses the powder again to bypass the waiting members of Dumbledore's army and uses the Hand of Glory to lead the Death Eaters through the darkness and towards the Astronomy Tower. Um, Apparently, Draco exhausted his supply when his group encountered the Order of the Phoenix, though, resulting in the inevitable battle after... The Battle of the Astronomy Tower, Ron mentions that he better tell Fred and George to watch who buys their defensive products, which is true. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So in the film, is it is it really just a movieism that Harry uses the powder in the train? I guess that's not in the book. No, I he don't just oh, that. he just uses the invisibility cloak. Yeah, he just he uses the invis- invisibility cloak and he like hops up. Got while it. There's yeah. Like a distraction, but Malfoy sees his ankle. That's right. So in the movie th- that he uses this powder, um, which I think would be like more obvious than his invisibility cloak, in my opinion. But you know, yeah. such is know? life with the movies. <laughs> What's the difference um, between a robe and a cloak? I don't know. Are you nude under both? I don't know. I do not know. (laughs) And then the decoy detonators are black horn-like magical objects designed to create a diversion. After being dropped, the decoy runs a fair distance away, making a noise like a loud bang and then releases clouds of black smoke, diverting attention from the user. Um, I like how in the movie they like sound like little horns. I know I, they're they're cute. Uh, so Harry uses one at the Ministry of Magic whenever they are infiltrating the Ministry to try to get the locket. Um, and then that is also how he gets into Umbridge's office. <sighs> Decoy detonators were among the various magical items that became tracked as... Oh, that is from the 
video game. Scrap that. Decoy detonators are in the video game. You think that they are video games or canon? I don't know. (laughs) I'm undecided. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I do like in the movie the decoy detonators like multiply whenever like when Harry sets one. Yeah. Every time they like make a noise, they multiply so that it like gets more. That's very um, the what? What's the spell called for that? Gemino. 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 Yeah. That's what's on the treasure in the vaults. Yes. 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 So Vinny says so. No flipendo. 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 So Harry's super impressed with the decoy detonator and George gives him a few. Um, and then their worker Verity came and got both Fred and George saying someone was looking for a joke cauldron. And George told Harry to help himself to anything that he wanted at no charge. And Harry tried to say, you, I can't do that. And Fred is like, uh, yeah, you can, you don't pay here. You gave us our startup loan. We haven't forgotten. Take whatever you like. And just remember to tell people where you got it. If they ask. Love that. Sweet. I love that. And it's just awesome that like those items, well, the decoy detonator like helps him in the search for the horcruxes, you know? Mm-hmm. What's so Fred horcrux? and George helped him. I don't know. We'll have to find Iggy knows. Iggy, you got answers? <laughs> for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get it? For Aww. sure. Hi, for sure. Yeah. All right. Bless you. Oh, God bless us. Thank you. So they go back to the main part of the shop. Hermione engineer still pouring over the patented daydream charms. Who do you think they're going to be daydreaming about? Oh, you know. Do you think it's like... They're both daydreaming about Harry jokes on each other. Just kidding. Do you think it's just like at random or like, can you pick like, this is going to... Is it like a pick your own adventure? So you can like pick from four different daydreams. I like that. Yeah. Um, but Fred goes over to Ginny and Hermione and says, haven't you girls found our special Wonder Witch products yet? Fun fact, I believe, now I'm questioning myself, but I believe that the Wonder Witch, um, the design of the Wonder Witch, which is designed by Mina Lima, is supposed to be based off of Mirafora Mina. Like, that's supposed to be yes. her face. Where's that at? Um, I just remember them telling us that whenever we, it. like, saw them talking about the items. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Was it on the wiki? Is it on the wiki anywhere? Did you try to find it or no? Oh, I didn't think to look there. I'll look for you. Thank you. I sent the picture in the Discord. Um, So over by the window, there's a bunch of, quote, violently pink products. And a Mm. cluster of girls are around it and they're all excited and they're giggling. And Hermione and Ginny both hang back looking pretty wary. That's me. I'd be like, eh. Um, so Fred very proudly says, best range of love potions you'll find anywhere. So Ginny's very skeptical. And she's like, do they work? I feel like that's such like a little sister thing. Like, yeah, I'm used to your crap. I'm not going to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently they work for up to 24 hours at a time. This depends on the weight of the boy in question and the attractiveness of the girl. One, I don't like this because it's not inclusive. And two, I don't like this because it just doesn't sound right to me. 
that it has yeah, to base like, off of these <clears throat> things. Because, like, I might is find, subjective. like, Joe Schmo yeah. insanely attractive. Stanley! Well, I, let, me, let me use this as an example. Who's Stanley? I think that Machine Gun Kelly is hot. Oh, nay, nay. And Tiffany does not. So, mm. like, I find him attractive where she doesn't. We're yeah. like, that's not something that you can, I feel like, easily. Right. I don't know. Dumb. Yeah, Dumb. I don't like it. I don't like it. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? I also yeah. don't like love potions. Like, I think they're horrible. I don't either. I agree. But yeah. I think that's like a typical wizarding thing. Like, so put it in there. Whatever. Right. Yeah. I agree I with Kara. That, that blurs the lines of consent, mm-hmm. and that's something I am a thousand percent not okay with. Isn't that song? That's what Kara just said. Lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but George must know. Both of them must know. These are kind of iffy because these we're not we're not selling them to our sister. Um, but then he says, not when she's already got about five boys on the go from what we've heard. Jenny handles this super well. She very calmly says that whatever they heard from Ron is a big fat lie. And Fred keeps pushing and she said, he says, are you, are you, (laughs) how does it go? (laughs) Are you not currently dating Dean Thomas? Dean Thomas. (laughs) Um, and she's just like, yeah, I am. And the last time I checked, he's one boy and not five. So... I just don't also care for like don't judge people for who they're going out with. Okay, thanks. Like five boys at once. Like what if they were not exclusive and she's just in the talking phase? Let them do what they want. Yep. Basically. If everyone's consenting, you know? Yeah. We're cool. Um, So she asks what something is and they turn out to be pygmy puffs. I think this is the first time we're seeing pygmy puffs. Yes. Um, So I grabbed my copy of fantastic beasts and where to find them which is a giant book because it's illustrated one so give me a second while i flip through this but pygmy puffs are miniature puff skins what the heck hi iggy you're not a puff skin what the heck is a puff skin well they're only a 2x on the mom classification (laughs) mom have to say about it (laughs) uh they're found worldwide they're little round balls covered in soft custard colored fur but the pygmy puffs like the smaller ones come anything in pink and purple um they're docile they don't mind being cuddled or thrown okay two different things but all right we'll go with it yeah i think that's also like a ferret ferrets like when you bowl with them you ever seen that no people <laughs> yes. roll ferrets on the floor? i had a friend who did and their ferret loved it okay yeah I can um, I can vouch. He loved whenever you would like roll him up in a little ball and throw him down the hallway, and then he would run back to you and be like, "Do it again." Yep, their name was Sid. He would say that. He would say, "Do it again." Sid vicious. <laughs> <laughs> what oh my what God. did they do with the talking ferret? Did they like showcase it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went on tour. <laughs> I'm a talking donkey. <laughs> That's a nice boulder. <laughs> you ain't never seen a donkey fly. <laughs> my God. Um, they are easy to care for. They emit a low humming noise when content. From time to time, yeah. From time to time, a very long, thin pink tongue will emerge from the depths of the puff skin and snake through the house searching for food. I don't know. <laughs> they are a scavenger that will eat anything from leftovers to spiders, and it has a particular preference for sticking its tongue up the nose of sleeping wizards and eating their bogies. 
This tendency has made the puffkin puffskin much beloved by wizarding children for many generations, and it remains a highly popular wizarding pet. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't want any tongues out my nose. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, so basically these are just miniature versions of that, and they come in pink and purple. They roll they were rolling around the bottom of a cage. They're emitting high-pitched little squeaks. Ginny loves them. Um, but George keeps going on about her dating life. He's like, well, what about Michael Corner? Because that's who she was dating in the previous book. And she says, if well, I was I, Jenny, I would have punched him by now. Rightfully like, so. Stop talking physical. about. Yeah. Physical. Let's punch him. Physical. physical. Sometimes older brothers can just be ridiculously overprotective. Mm. Let me just say from personal experience. Ginny says, I dumped him because he was a bad loser. And that makes me think of that guy on TikTok that goes, dump his, but I can't say the word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yep, I know who you're talking about. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, what's the name of his taser that he has? Electra. Electra. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But he just like lays like, ha, 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 And then they like, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so then. Oh, he's the best. Fred makes a comment and says, well, you're moving through boyfriends a bit fast, aren't you? First of all, none of your business. Second, I feel like this makes me think of the rant that I like to go on about Taylor Swift for everyone's like, she's dated so many people. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Bring it. That's literally a teenager for 99% of people. Like you date people. Exactly, and they do not say it about the men. How many mm-hmm. women has John Mayer dated? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares because he's a man. Nobody cares. Girl, if I was if I was preacher. a man, then I'd be the then man. I'd be the man. Yeah. I'd be the man. I'd be the man. I I love that song. But Jenny. She, <laughs> I remember watching her for the first time, and then I was like, slowly, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, that's Taylor Swift, that's her. <laughs> Ginny does not take no s word for poop. She turns and looks at him, her hands on her hips, and apparently there was such a Mrs. Weasley-ish glare on her face that Harry was surprised Fred didn't recoil. She tells them it's none of their business. And then she t- looks at Ron and says, you stop telling tales about me to them. Um, tell them to tell tales. Yeah. So Fred notices some things in Ron's hands and says, you better cough up the money for it. And Ron's like, I'm your brother. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And if you can't afford it, put it back where you got it from. Thanks. I like this scene in the movie. I yes. Agree. Where they say it together. Five gallons. Is it like five gallons? Ten gallons. So Ron isn't happy about this. He makes a rude hand gesture. At the same time that Mrs. Weasley comes back and she says, If I see you do that again, I'll jinx your fingers together. Which is hilarious. It's such a mom thing. I'll jinx your fingers together. (laughs) Keep making your face like that. It's going to stay that way. Yeah, I heard that a time or two as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pieces gonna stay like that. So Jenny asks Mrs. Weasley if she can get a pygmy puff. So while she's distracted, and while Mr. Weasley's distracted by all the muggle stuff, because he's having a good old time. I with love that. It's stuff. like they did that purely just for their dad, you know? Right. Yeah. For so. sure. I wonder if part of them like making them pay like his siblings is because like he already they already know how like their mom doesn't want stuff in the house. Mm. 
And so they're like, you're going to pay because like, it's going to ultimately be like, they're going to be like, not Ron has this to be like, why is your stuff all over the place? It's like, Ron bought it. It's his now. Yeah. Um, so while, while everyone's distracted, the trio has a moment to like glance out the window and who do they see hurrying up the street? Good old Draco Malfoy. He's looking a little sus, looking over his shoulder. <laughs> a little sus. But then he moves yeah, out. Iggy yeah, sus. But then he moves out of their line of sight and Harry wonders where his mummy is and Ron says it looks like he's given her the slip. So Harry's thinking... Narcissa Malfoy isn't going to let her precious son out of her sight willingly, so Malfoy must have made a real effort to get away. Quote, Harry, knowing and loathing Malfoy, was sure the reason could not be innocent. He's not wrong. So he checks that no one's paying attention. Hagrid's occupied. Both the Weasleys are occupied. And he tells Ron and Hermione, get under the invisibility cloak with me, like, quick. So they squeeze out of the store. They follow the direction that Malfoy went. And they just catch him. And Ron says, big surprise, because he just went down Nocturne Alley. Hope there's no toenails on a tray. Uh, so Harry wants to hurry, but Hermione says, we can't. Our feet are going to be seen. And Harry, of course, is like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I just think this is cute, though, because it's a sign that they're growing up and getting older because they can't all just comfortably fit under this cloak anymore. I'm still, cute. like, shocked that they can fit at all under there all together like that's three teenagers thank you <laughs> so nocturne alley also looks totally teenagers. deserted um and harry thinks like well i guess that makes sense because it'd be like a little obvious if you're just shopping in nocturne alley and they're out hunting dark wizards and then hermione gives harry a good old hard pinch because she sees somebody who does she see i don't know Draco Malfoy. Um, so they're like, oh, he's in there. So it turns out homeboy's in Borgen and Burke. I love Borgen and Burke's. Um, I, I actually think too. I would really like the store. Not like the evilness of it, but I love skulls. <laughs> 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 so reading from the book, it says there in the midst of the cases full of skulls and old bottles to Draco Malfoy with his back to them. Just visible beyond the very same large black cabinet in which Harry had once hidden to avoid Malfoy and his father. Judging by the movements of Malfoy's hands, he was talking um, anima animatedly. Nope, that's not what it says. <laughs> or is it? It is. What? <laughs> <laughs> animatedly. The proprietor. Nope. What is wrong with me? The propri <laughs> proprietor. The proprietor proprietor of the shop mr borgen i don't like saying that <clears throat> mr borgen it just sounds like i'm missing the rest of his name like who's ann burke <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so uh mr borgen an oily haired stooping man stood facing malfoy he was wearing a curious expression of mingled resentment and fear and before I like I went on the wiki to look him up, I was like thinking about when I was reading this like oily hair because it makes me think of Snape. And it's kind of like the association of like when you're in you're already in nocturnality. So that's like a negative connotation with that. And like with the dark mark and the dark side of the force and all of those things. And then you also have like the negative connotations, not only with nocturnality, but like with this shop, Morgan and Burke and all like the dark art things they have there and who shops there um and the shop owner but also like 
kind of putting you in the mindset of like this man has oily hair so does snape mm-hmm. they're both e- evil draws dudes. you in um so gets you on that line of thinking so when we were talking to ness that one time she told us about that doll that's yeah. in the front of the shop in the wizarding world mm-hmm. when you walk into Borgen and Burks. And so she knows who collected like the props for the park. And that doll that's in the front is supposed is to like be haunted. Genuinely possessed. And it's creepy. Like when you know it and you walk in, it's like super extra creepy. But if you're like just to look at it and just see the doll, like it's creepy by itself without knowing that it's like supposed to be legitimately haunted. So there's not a crazy amount of information on Mr. Borgen. He was a wizard and the co-owner of Borgen and Burks, which is a shop in Nocturne Alley, which bought and sold objects of dark magic and other dangerous magical artifacts. He seemed to operate the shop mostly by himself, and it is unknown what happened to his um, co-owner. That's a name I won't be able to pronounce. Kara, Kara Tuckus? I don't know. Burke. Mr. Burke. Do you know what it reminds me of? <laughs> Borgen and Burke's shop reminds me of Scrooge and Marley. I can understand that. You know? Um, one's so dead, one's not. <laughs> the shop was established in 1863, but it is unknown whether Borgen was one of the founders of the shop, and if not, when he started working there. It says from the 1920s to the 40s that Mr. Burke, whose name I can't pronounce, seemed to have been the one who handled business at the shop as he bought Slytherin's locket from uh, Moropi Gaunt, and that was Tom Riddle's employer until the latter left to pursue his own schemes in 1947. And that's according to uh, chapter 13 in the Half-Blood Prince. Never even heard I of that man. hate him for doing that to her. Um, so as we know, he's a stooping man with oily hair. Sounds like I said stupid. Stooping. I heard stupid. Um, <laughs> I heard stupid as well. <laughs> Let's see. Behind, he was portrayed by Edward Tudor Pohl in the film adaptation, Chamber of Secrets. But his scenes were cut. Uh, but they're in the extended edition. Yeah. I was going to say, I've seen those scenes, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then talking about Borgen and Burke's The Shop in general, we know it's a Nocturne Alley. It is an antique shop um, located at 13B. I don't know how they know that. Let's see. Oh, apparently from the author's official site. Um, it's owned by Mr. Borgen and Mr. Burke, who were known to deal with the unusual and ancient wizarding artifacts. Um, what are they saying? Uh, strange and unusual. That's from um, Beetlejuice. It might I be 13B, but is it south side or north side? Well, it's in Nocturne Alley, so I don't even I know. I know, but south side or north side? They might, they might have an east and a west side. That's true. Or an A side and a B side. We don't You're know. right. Oh You're God. right. It might be like a little tape. Um, It had a shady reputation due to the fact that it was frequented by those with sinister intents whom were considered dodgy as well as the greedy and money-minded nature of its founders. Which with the moldy fingernails. Yeah. 
It says at some point, Borgen and Burks was used to carry out otherwise shady uh, business and to sell objects of dark magic and other dangerous magical items uh, like the hand of glory, an assortment of human bones, a pack of bloody cards, a glass eye. I don't know why a glass eye would be a dark or a dangerous item unless it was Maybe a, it's a haunted eye. I spy with my little eyes. With my haunted, haunted eye. Um, spiked instruments, a hangman's rope, a curse necklace, an array of leering masks that lined the walls. Hmm. Um, and that's according to Chamber of Secrets. Um, there's not a crazy amount on this, you know, history and such things. Um, part of the calamity with that game. And then let's see if there's like any information on that Mr. Borgen. Um, no. He was a wizard. This is Burke. What was that? Burke. Mr. Burke. Mr. Carrick Takas. Burke. What does that mean? Do they have that at the bottom? I don't know. He was a wizard. Sing it. Uh, he was one of the original founders of Borgen and Burks. He was one of the people Albus Dumbledore interviewed to find out more about Voldemort's past. He learned from this person that, um, or the memory of Moropi got coming to him when she was destitute and sold in Sailor's Are Slytherin's Locket for 10 galleons. Honestly, this is Scrooge and Marley. Yeah. Dumbledore apparently had a low opinion of him while not directly calling Burke a greedy man. He strongly implied it by saying that it had been the kind of reputation Burke had earned. And then Burke hires um, Tom Riddle after he graduates from Hogwarts. Um, and it says it's ultimately unknown what it happened to him by 1992. The Shep seemed to be exclusively operated by Mr. Borgen. I wonder if he killed him. Borgen? He <laughs> I wouldn't put that past him. Really? Um, past him either. No, so I don't have think he has the himself. Conas, you know? You don't, I don't think Burke has... He seems too slimy and not like... He doesn't have a backbone enough to to do it could get somebody else to yeah I guess. maybe voldy did it maybe. maybe he's in the lake vacation um, oh my God. so Karakakis, i know i'm saying that horribly wrong was a british hero who fought the roman invaders burke is reportedly named after irishman william burke a bizarre serial killer this is the etymology in case anybody really cares um so William Burke was a bizarre serial killer who, uh, with help from a partner, murdered dozens of people in Edinburgh in the late 1820s, Dang. selling the bodies as fresh cadavers to local medical schools. That's not shocking to me at all, yeah. uh, because that's how a lot of people back in the day learned. They either stole or bought stolen cadavers. I mean, not that these are technically stolen, but he did murder these people and then sell the bodies. So that's. They weren't his to begin with. Um, Burke, B-U-R-K, or Burke, B-E-R-K, is also a British term for an annoying and stupid person with an original meaning in Cockney rhyming slang, which is far stronger. Um, Karatakis was also the first name of the character played by Dick Van Dyke in the film Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Look at that. I just got to watch that and listen to how they say his name. Circle. Children. <laughs> That's from that movie slash play. Any whoosies, it's Borgen and Burks. We know more about them now. Anyway, so unfortunately, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they can't hear what's being said inside the shop because that's how walls and doors work. <laughs> but then Ron's like, I gotcha. He's, he pulls out an extendable ear. And so luckily, the door is not 
imperturbable. Um, so they can listen. So they like stick the ear underneath it and they finally can like hear. It's almost like it's said in the book. It's almost like, uh, they turned like the radio on. It was like up and they could hear them clearly talking in there. I love it. Um, so they have the ear there. They're underneath the invisibility cloak. And in case you wanted to know, the extendable ears are fun things. They're magical items. They were created by Fred and George. They were long, flesh-colored pieces of string, which one can insert in one's ear, then shove the other end, uh, sh- shove the other end under, for example, a door, and will hear the conversation or other noise as clear as if they were a mere foot away, unless that the door is like has been imperturbed. Imperturbed. The ears were invented sometime prior to Harry's arrival at number twelve Grimold Place in August 1995. Upon learning of their existence, Molly Weasley was outraged and binned as many of them as she could. Um, a number of ears, however, survived the purge and remained in use. So yeah, and that says just behind the scenes, it says the book describes them as long and string-like, while in the film adaptation of Order of a Phoenix, they are human-looking ears. And the dis- um, on the distant end, Crookshanks in- interfered with one of them, knocking it off the string. And they do sell these, right? It says, sell yeah. Wizarding World of Harry Potter sells extendable ears as a novelty electronic toy. It amplifies sound from up to 12 feet away. That's pretty cool. And then in the imperturbable charm. That's me. Just kidding. Um, it was a charm that created an invisible magical barrier around an object such as a door. Objects would bounce off of the barrier, and it also muffled sounds. An object enchanted in this manner was also said to have been imperturbed. Perturb. <laughs> um, anything of note in this? It says in the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, this charm is not used on the kitchen door. And because of this, Fred, George, Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Ginny were able to eavesdrop. And then it says in the book version of Prisoner of Azkaban, obstacles are said to get out of the way of the night bus, suggesting that it may have had a similar charm placed upon it. That's cool. That was cool. So, Draco Malfoy's in there. He's asking him if he knows how to, like, fix something. But, like, whatever, like, obviously we know what he's talking about. <laughs> they don't know yet what he's talking about. So, like, whatever You don't it know is, what we know. What he they know. can't, um, <laughs> whatever he needs to fix, he cannot bring it to the shop. So, he just needs that man, Mr. Borgen, to tell him how to fix it. So he could go to that item's location, wherever it may be, <coughs> Hogwarts, and fix said <laughs> item so he can use it. And fix it, Felix. Draco just needs to him to tell him, just tell me what to do. And Borgen doesn't seem to like the idea of like whatever it is. And he says that he couldn't guarantee anything. And so like Draco kind of shows him something. And it's like, it may, is it his dark mark? Like, I'm assuming uh, to be like, look at this i kill you kind of thing it is (laughs) um but the trio can't see it whatever it is and then like quoting i picked up like what they like what he said to him he's like perhaps maybe this will make you more comfortable and then he's like tell anyone and there will be retribution you know friend rear gray back he's a family friend he'll be dropping by from time to time to make sure that you're giving the pro Blum, your full attention. This amuses me. Well, and he's I a think, family friend. No, you think he's scum, and you're using him. Well, as but a I, bully. here's the thing. I think that f- I I think that Fenrir Greyback 
is actually being sent by Voldemort to be like, if you don't get this, like here, like he's going to be checking up on Draco and checking up on the shop. So like as much as Draco's like, yeah, like Fenrir Greyback, he's going to be checking up on you. It's really he's also checking up yeah. on, but he's also checking up on Draco to be like, okay, is he, yes, you're going and making sure like you need someone at the shop to like, make sure you're getting right farther along in the process, but also like making sure you are getting farther along, not just Borgen doing whatever he needs to do on his end of the, the deal, you know? Mm. Um, and so he doesn't really give Borgen like a choice. Cause he's like, I don't, he, he kind of starts to be like, I don't really think that I need that. And he's like, Oh no, no, no. Like you don't get to be a part of that discussion. Um, he's like, you don't have a choice. And I was like, he also probably doesn't have a choice of like, who's watching over him either. Like him being Draco. Mm-hmm. Um, and so before he leaves, he tells him to keep that one safe because he's going to need it. And of course he can't, he's like, well, why don't you just take it out? And he's like, I can't take it. He's like, how is it going to look if I'm like walking down the alley carrying it? He's like, just, he tells him just like, don't sell it. Don't sell it. Um, two things I think I have to say, but like, had he wanted to take it, couldn't he just like shrunk it and put it in his pocket? Is that a thing? Or is the cabinet like too many magical things on it to like do that? I mean, like, I how feel would one like take that out of the shop if they had wanted to bring it home. Shrunk it. <laughs> I don't see why that couldn't have been a thing, but. But I'm also thinking is do they leave it there? Because like that's is that more a centralized location? Probably um, it's a location. But that is that they where they is to. that where the Death Eaters go? Do they, have they left it there? Is that a known fact? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Um. But anyways. You know, cabinets. I heard they're expensive. How do they work? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, I don't know if I have this in my notes or not, but I was thinking about this. I might have it later on. Um, Where in the movie, it's like set up differently. In the movie, they're they're looking down upon them. Right. Where in the book, they're like literally like standing outside the door. Mm -hmm. Just underneath the invisibility cloak with their extendable ears. Which is amusing. Um, so the last thing that Draco reminds Borgen is to not to say a word to anyone, including his mother. And he leaves looking pleased. Borgen Don't is tell my shop. mom. Well, like, and I wonder, I wonder if it's more so like, does, does he think that she doesn't know? Or he just wants to be like, cause maybe she's offered to be like, let me help you. Let me help you. And he's like, I have to do this on my own. I think it's the because realistically one. had, had he known that she helped him like she did or tried to help him even more than what she's done that would have gotten them in trouble in my eyes from Voldemort. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Voldemort been like, all right, I'll kill you now. Like you don't think you're, you think you need your mommy. Like watch me do this. Yeah. But also like, I think that like he's still grappling with everything in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he leaves the shop looking pleased. Borgen is in the shop, you know, looking himself. So it says inside the shop, Borgen remained frozen. His unctuous smile had vanished. He looked worried. What does unctuous mean? Do we know? Um, so it's kind of like, um, oh, shoot. I talked about this. I talked about this with my brother. A person of excessively or ingratiatingly flattering. Oily. Oily. So him. Greasy. It's like You're a slime ball. somebody overdoes it. Like <laughs> yeah. A, like, okay. it's like brown nosing. Yeah. Got it. Um. So <laughs> this is when it gets crazy in my mind. So 
he Draco has left like the trio has watched him leave he gets so close to them like they literally feel like his uh robe or whatever the hell he's wearing flutter by him um and so they're trying to like they they kind of sit the three of them and try to figure out like so they've heard this information they've seen what happened but they don't have the whole story they don't have all of the information so they're trying to like figure out what um what is going on um because they don't have a lot of information <laughs> so Hermione <laughs> goes she's like oh hold on like let me go so she like decides she tells him <laughs> to like stay there and she goes into the shop she like fixes her hair and goes into the shop because she thinks that she's gonna find information out i honestly she, feel like this is a preview for seven when she goes as bellatrix <laughs> she does a much better job at playing bellatrix than she does here because it, she's way overselling it give me that quote um <laughs> and ron of course puts the ear back under the door so i'm gonna read to you what she says to this man the secondhand embarrassment was real oh my god Hello, horrible morning, isn't it? Horrible morning. Says Hermione said brightly to Borgen, who did not answer, but cast a suspicious look. Humming cheerily, Hermione strolled through the jumble of objects on display. Is this necklace for sale? she asked, pausing pausing beside a glass front case fronted case. If you've got one and a half thousand galleons, I bet you any money that necklace did not cost him when she was just saying that because she ticked him off, said uh, Mr. Borgen coldly. Oh, uh, no, I don't have quite. I, don't, I haven't got quite that much, said Hermione walking on. And what about this lovely um, skull? Sixteen galleons. That's a heck of a well, that's a heck of a lot of money for gall- or for a skull. So it's for sale then, isn't it? Be- isn't it being kept for anyone? Is it being kept for anyone? What is wrong with me? Mr. Borgen squinted at her. Harry had the nasty feeling that he knew exactly what Hermione was up to. Apparently, Hermione felt she had been rumbled too because she suddenly threw caution to the winds. And then she does this thing because, you know, <laughs> she's acting super suspicious. And I was like, um, one, I literally wrote in my notes, I can't with her. But, like, do you think he knows who she is? Like, mm. if you're on the dark side and she's literally, I mean, like, she's one of the muggleborn number one, but yeah. like, you know, not nice word. And like, Harry Potter's like best friend, right? Anyways, yeah. so he's acting suspicious. He's not buying her. And she goes, <laughs> The thing is that a boy who was just in here was in here just now, Draco Malfoy. Well, he's a friend of mine and I want to get him a birthday present, but he's already, if he's already reserved anything, I obviously don't want to get him the same thing. Oh my God. So, um, <laughs> I just realized what you were talking about today and yes. why you were talking. And about I it. said, girl, first of all, know your facts. It's August, right? It's August time. You're going back to Hogwarts, whatever. Draco's birthday is June 5th. So, um, <laughs> it's a little late for a present. And literally I told Tiffany earlier today, I'm like, why do I know? I knew exactly his birthday. I looked it up to be sure. I'm like, why do I know? She's like, why do I birthday? know that? And I'm like, I don't know. You're you. <laughs> Hermione says September 19th. We just passed it. We just also passed McGee's. Um, yeah. Ron, I think is March 1st. March. And we all know that Harry's is July 31st. Harry's is I like November 5th, right? I know the twins. <laughs> Ginny's, I believe is August 11th. <laughs> things, things you make no difference in my life, but I know these things anyway. So like she, 
Hermione. Get, uh, gosh. Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. Hermione. So <laughs> Harry's like, yeah, that was like, like in his head, you know how we're reading it from like his POV, basically, kind of. He's like, Borgen's not buying that, and I didn't buy that either. Like, so <laughs> Borgen literally tells her to get out. So she leaves, and he follows her to the door. So she goes out. He closes the door. He locks, and he puts up, like, the closed sign. Um, and then Ron's basically like, that was terrible. <laughs> um, so he totally throws some shade at her. And then Hermione, like, claps back, and she was just like, all right, well, next time, like, I'll have you, like, tell me what to do, like, master of spies or something like that. And so, of course, being them, they fight the entire way back, or I think the chapter said bickered, the entire way back to the Weasley shop. Um, and they step when they get back there because they like kind of don't want to draw any more attention to themselves. But then like, <laughs> they realize that uh, Molly and Haggard aren't dumb and realize they were missing. And so Harry like puts the cloak away and they have to like kind of convinced molly that they were in the back the entire time oh basically like finding if i was looking molly and you didn't look hard enough for us so like <laughs> we were back there the entire time i don't think such bad it, but, you liars know, they're, they're there <sighs> they're back that's what happened why didn't they say they had to go to the bathroom or something like that's way more oh wait do you think they, they would have all together to the all the three of them yeah they, they all had sometimes they they learned their lesson with the troll megan they don't go to the bathroom by themselves. True, 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 true. Or Myrtle. That's why girls don't go to the bathroom by themselves. Myrtle. Myrtle. Hello, Harry. You got to say it right. Myrtle. Myrtle. Oh, Myrtle. She went to the bathroom by yourself, and you know what? She didn't make Stay it out. She died. Bubbles were she's now, uh, she's now in the bathroom all the time. she got that poor IBS. Hanging out in the U.S. IBS. <laughs> Oh my god. I bet Sands. What? Oh no. All right, so let's do all of the uh, lightning bolt questions questions in uh in a Florency type of way. Oh god. Catherine's gotta do uh Tariot. Tariot. That hurts her throat though. It does. Well, sometimes it's worth it. Okay. Where have you been? been? This is the best line that she delivers. Um, Where have you love been? Her. What's her name? Bed's empty. It is. No. Note. What is her name? Targon. You could have died. Is it Julie Walters? <laughs> that make that yes. up? Yes. Julie Walters. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm Julie Walters. <laughs> Julie Walters. <laughs> you know what? We should do that with everyone's real names. What? Well, Rupert, Rupert, Rupert Grit. Why <laughs> <laughs> you're like a rainbow? <laughs> Dan, 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 Dan Radcliffe. <laughs> oh wait, that's Ron. That's right. <laughs> Dan. Dan Radcliffe. Dan, Dan Radcliffe. Dan Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Radcliffe. <laughs> Michael Dabbert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lightning bolt question from no 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 read it again oh i'm not doing a florence voice for the entire time. if you're not doing a florence voice we're not doing lightning bolt just skip we already know slytherin probably won the house cup tell oh, us maybe uh, what you're gonna do stinking shaded yeah and jenny wants to know 
what product <laughs> would each Sorry, of you buy? Sorry, I can't buy? hear you over the sound of your not Florence. She tried. <laughs> it just dissolved quickly. <gasps> what product would each of you buy from the Weasley Wizard Weasels? <laughs> Decoy detonator. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the uh, daydream in the thing, you know? Oh, pop one of those. Have a trip. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely want the daydream. Oh, Can I choose a friend and joy to either one of them for sale? What am I going to buy? <laughs> Consent, Sarah. They're not for sale. Well, you never know. They might I be said, like, you can have me for free. I am say, for okay? purchase. Check this tag. <laughs> Oh my god. Um I don't know. I take a pygmy puff to kettle. A what? A pygmy puff. A prick me puff. <sighs> Next question. Um let's see. Mmm. Katie asks, do you think the bruise would have healed naturally or was the cream the only way? I think that bruise is going to be there for life. I think it would have taken a long time. I think that uh, bruises do bruising things, you know, and I think that it's going to take its own time. It would go away eventually, like any old bruise. I think she was cruising for a bruising. I can't hear you, Catherine. She was cruising for a bruising. (laughs) (laughs) Lily asks, what product would you make for the Wonder Witch line? (laughs) I would do a concealer for these bags. (laughs) I don't remember what was the Wonder Witch. uh, A menstrual product. Uh, And I would have it be very cheap because that stuff's not cheap. It ain't cheap. If you have a uterus, usually they're expelling some things every month, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yep I'm just thinking no I'm just expel a uterus not oh my god <laughs> there are god. people in the world that don't identify as women so I don't want to generalize and say all women true that. and then some women don't have uteruses this is and true I would want to make a lot of people need those products I'd want to make some some oh, hair yeah. products you know like you put a potion in your hair and then it's done and you don't have to do anything. And I would love that because I suck. Don't you, don't you just have wash and go hair, you wash your hair, you're done. Do you do anything to it? No, because I don't want to, but I could, <laughs> but I don't. She has <sighs> no pill. Anything else? Mm-mm. Sam asks, how do you think the Weasley's love potions compare to the love room potion in the Department of Mysteries? If it's so bad, why is it so easily accessible? I I would think think that it's very, very potent at the The Department of Mysteries. No. Mm -hmm. I think um, I can't do a thing for this, but I think that if I'm being honest, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always Florence. So (laughs) mind your business. Um, I would say that I think that they have the potential to make like a very strong, like good love potion, but they're not the type of men slash people that would do that. So like, I think theirs are more jokey than 
Would you say jokey, jokey white? white? <laughs> <laughs> sure. The jokey white. You got jokey white, you got serious black. It just depends on your mood that day. You need another mood. <laughs> Do you have a neutral gray? <laughs> Don't spill more beer. You can be overwhelmed. You can be underwhelmed. Can you just ever be whelmed? Overwhelmed. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that like the Weasley's love potion is at least I would hope that it's not this kind of product just because I don't view them as people who would make that. But I I would think that it's like very mild and it's not going to do anything more than just you feel infatuated and it's not like you're going to act upon it. Whereas the Department of Mysteries one, I think, is like. You're going to act on it and it's bad. I wonder if like couples take the potion together. Oh, maybe it spices up some things. Don't look at me. (laughs) Do you think like if you need a generator? (laughs) If your relationship is in need of a generator. It's from Shoots Creek. It's from S word for Poop Creek. So, David, the test so, is no. rigged. I took it like 20 times. <laughs> I was back to the question. So if we think about Ramilda Vane, so she bought the love potion from Fred and George's shop and put them into the the little candy cauldron, whatever, whiskey things. Um, Chocolates. As time goes on, they do get stronger. So it's not that they're weak. I just think that it's not as strong as as the ministries. Well, and I wonder too. Like, and Ron pounded a bunch of those. Though. If you, <clears throat> I wonder if like you like it's if they're not supposed to be like mixed with something. So like if you take <gasps> the alcohol the actual potion of it and you add it to like certain things, different. You know, and you like I'm here for that. If it, it if it can make it better or worse or whatever, like it yeah. can negate the effects or like amplify them. Um. And like that could be chocolate. Chocolate oh. can make you. Some say it's an aphrodisiac. Chocolate. 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 I don't find that to be true for myself. No. I give me. A, I don't love chocolate. No. I love I chocolate. I mean, it's all right. It's okay. Chocolate. Morgan asks when you Ooh. read Morgan. Morgan. All right. What did Morgan have to say? When you read Half Blood Prince the first time, what did you think Draco was doing in Borgen and Burks? Had no idea. I didn't hear you. What? (laughs) I was suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I don't think I don't be suspicious. Yeah, I had no. I idea. mean, I just knew that he was up to like death dude things. I was like, something's going on here that's not good with mommy. Death dude things. I didn't. I guess I didn't think that he was a death eater, but I assumed he was doing something for. Did he do something bad? Yeah. Did he do something bad? He definitely did something like bad. Why does it feel did so good? Bad. You got to ask Draco. So good. I don't think he's feeling good. good. It's good to what be bad. It's like it's good, good to be bad. bad. Isn't there like a thing? It's like how are we feeling tonight. 
not good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am not feeling good. Money, please. <laughs> Last question for tonight comes from Marguerite. Do Marguerite. you guys have a situation that you would use an extendable ear in? All situations. Oh. I want to know the deeds. If I'm being 100% honest, uh, at my family event, heck yeah. Oh, goodness, yes. So because, I like, there's, like, tears. You got, you got like, the grown-ups, which, like, yes, I know I'm in my 30s and I'm a grown-up. She's but I mean, not like, a grown-up. She's still I a mean, kid like, over there. I mean, like, the aunts and my mom and all of them and... I'd like to know what they're talking about because there's always drama because there's a lot of us mm. and uh, I only hear it like third handed because my mom's like you don't need to know and I'm like you're not wrong but I also want to know I, she wants to know uh, so she can pray for you <laughs> I want it for those situations where I have already asked the person thrice mm. what they have said and then right, I don't want to be like, embarrassed anymore can I hear that louder <laughs> it's like really I just like a hearing aid because I don't hear well at all I honestly think I need one because I'll I definitely will when I'm older. Yeah, I can't hear. <clears throat> Especially at school because we have air purifiers and then we have the masks. And so kids are talking to me and kids mumble anyway. I swear to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I literally stop. I'm like, I can't hear you. And they're on like the fourth time saying it. And I feel so bad. But I'm like, I just can't hear. Yeah. Can you write it down? <laughs> They can't though. Can you write down? No, I don't I know, know how to write. I don't know how to do it. You're supposed to teach me. What? Oh my huh? gosh. <laughs> what? Guys, who won the house cup? Shut up. Hufflepuff! Okay. My neighbors are mad. Sure. Future's household one. That's Slytherin does not cheat. Yet I again, mean, the first, has won. first two letters in Badger are B.A. Katie. Mm-mm. That's cute. Okay. <laughs> Megan. Katie. <laughs> Read that Rats man's story. The first two letters of Eagle are E. Do mine. Meg, you're snuh. <laughs> no, I'm soul. Soul. No, I was going badger. Oh. Eagle. Oh. Lion. I was snake. <laughs> I was thinking girl. I know. I'm That's like, why I said uh, me. It's not That's snuh. Why I was like, why? It's a soul. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my god. Well done, Pops. Like, yeah, good job. Whatever. Proud of you all. <laughs> oh, fan story. Yeah, that's yeah, what I it's said. Like your turn. Oh, did you say it? I did. I said give this me. This is why I hand. need an extendable ear. Okay. See? Say? All right. This week's fan story comes from Melanie. And this is from July of this year, 2021. Mm-hmm. Hey there, fellow Potterheads. I saw your post today that you're still accepting Potter stories, and while I'm drastically behind in the podcast, I would love to share my story with you all. Before I continue, I want to know if you have caught up, because this is from July. My name is Melanie Martinez, and I have been a willing participant in everything Wizarding World since I was in the second grade. I'm a proud Gryffindor, and my Patronus is a Nebulon cat. 
My wand is made what? of what? A nebulon. Hold on. I want to Google what that looks like. That sounds amazing. Do it. It sounds like a space cat. Yeah, that's. Like I thought right you said up. nebula at first, and I was like, zoom, "What's zoom, a zoom, nebula cat?" My space cat. Oh, it's the floofy yeah, gray one. Floofy gray. I love it. My wand is made of maple with a unicorn hair core, 12 and a quarter inches with supple flexibility. My mom was a school librarian, so I grew up reading to myself for hours on end after school, and it became a huge passion for me. When the first Harry Potter book was released, my mom made sure to snag me a copy from the school library to read. She also arranged for a meet and greet with J.K. Rowling at a small local bookstore in Willow Glen, California. She pulled me out of class one day and we sat in the small cluttered shop for about an hour while J.K. read the first chapter aloud. It was the first time I realized that I had been saying Hermione's name wrong for far too long. Oh, there was something truly magical about sitting there cross-legged, clutching the book to my chest while the entire, entire wizarding world sprang to life before my very eyes. I was able to get my first edition copy signed and I still have it to this day. I've been to every midnight book release, every midnight showing of the movies, which happened to fall on the week of my birthday nearly every time. As I grew older, life got in the way as it, as it has a tendency to do. Fast forward to me being 25 years old, and I was diagnosed with several autoimmune diseases and suffered a heart attack as a result. Mm. While out on disability, I dusted off my old friends again and began to read once more. At 27, I had to undergo a series of three surgeries where my entire large intestines was removed. Wow. And I was bedridden for about three months. Enter Swish and Flick podcast. You ladies found me on one of my darkest days and instantly pulled me back into the light. You had me laughing out loud, questioning everything I ever knew about the series. And most importantly, you reminded me that I am not alone. I found the Facebook group recently and knew that while Hogwarts would always be my home, I had another home right here with all of you. <laughs> Thank Only you for home. that. <laughs> with love, Melanie. Aww. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, that was really sweet. <laughs> I love these stories. I know. I know. Also, uh, power to you for everything that you've gone through. Yeah. Honestly. Keep on so trucking. Strong. Yeah. Yes. You're obviously nailing it. Make you laugh. Yeah. Oh my god, thank you uh, so much for your story. That was yes. we're all sobbing now. It's fine. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Everything's fine. Uh this oh is the wrong goodness. book. Yeah. Somebody should pop into the Facebook group and be like, hey, you caught up. <laughs> <laughs> right? You might want to jump. <laughs> oh. All right, who wants a nice dumb joke? Me. Okay. Why couldn't the Phoenix go into the restaurant? He already had his order. <laughs> no, but that's good. Because there was no smoking allowed. <laughs> oh my gosh. You want to know what kind of jokes I looked up? Uh, They're on. not going to be great for everyone, but the four of us will like them, I think. Oh, are they not themed? They're Cleveland jokes. Oh, okay. <laughs> because of episode 216. Because this is 216. I love that. <laughs> Give it to me. <clears throat> Where should Clevelanders go during a tornado warning just to be on the safe side? First Energy Stadium, no chance of a touchdown there. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not necessarily true. We've been okay. It's not true anymore. Go Browns. Oh my God, that's good. That's, that's good. Funny. <laughs> oh. one, of the, one of the guardians of transportation wrote a book, but it was published under a pseudonym. Can you guess what the name he chose to go by? 
stand still. <laughs> oh my what? god! Still, the guardian. On oh, the rim. okay. All right. That one bombed. <laughs> Aside from the honor of being the largest outdoor chandelier in the world, why is the GE chandelier his family's favorite? All of his siblings are dim by comparison. Oh <laughs> my god. That chandelier is beautiful though. Um I love it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I just don't love like how it's set up. What's that song where they're like chandelier? They also really could have used the money that costs to put that up there for like bettering this you know, the city instead of like here's a shiny thing to look at. So instead shiny. of four seasons, Clevelanders experience too. Do you know what they are? Yeah. Winter and winter. Summer winter and, and construction. winter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In some countries, people drive on the left side of the road. Do you know on what part of the road Clevelanders drive? Potholes. They drive on what's left of it. <laughs> I was close. I once, my cousin's ex-boyfriend's mother Jeez. got pulled over. She was a nurse, got pulled over on St. Patrick's Day because she was driving erratically. They, she was like leaving a shift of work. They thought that she was driving intoxicated. She was like, I'm just trying not to hit the potholes. Yep. She was like, leaving work sober as can be. <laughs> Do you want to hear a joke about Cleveland construction? Sorry, it's not finished yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Toledo. Like they, They've been doing the same construction on the same road since like Marty and I were at school there. And we went back, oh, I don't know, it's a couple of years ago now. And it's like the same area, it's yeah. the same construction. We're like, did they... Did they do anything? <laughs> Looks the same. Uh, all right. What do we, uh, Megan? It's your turn. We're done. No more Cleveland jokes. Those were good. No. Well, really, the first Energy Stadium one was the best. That was hilarious. That was funny. All right. They one about bugs. It was like something about the mayfly. They call them baddie long legs. I don't know. I hate mayflies. The gross. In Florida, we get so love much. bugs. Ugh. So I still have to deal with something like that, and I'm just over it, man. The life I, of I a love bug. Them. The life of a love bug. Oh, my God. All right. Look it up. Follow your hosts on social media if you are so inclined. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at The Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. <sighs> You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Tiffany, what have you been up to? Tell me. <sighs> what have I been up to? I have been listening to the third book in the Wheel of Time series on Audible called The Dragon Reborn. I have like you 14 like it? hours left. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, <clears throat> so I'm really excited about that. I've had to put down a discovery of witches because I put it down at Sarah's house and then I left it there on accident. <laughs> and so I got that back a couple of days ago, but I haven't had an opportunity to read yet. So I'm going to try and read a little bit after this recording and I'm going to eat some honey hut. <sighs> I had already eaten out of the thing. I can't share it with oh. you. I thought that Marty had gotten some. No. And I, he wouldn't have done that to me. No, he got it for me like last week. Yeah, he would and not I've have gotten. What I'm saying it. is, like, he would not have gotten fresh Honey Hut today without getting me some. It's true. He's not that kind of dude. No, he's not. 
And I don't really know. Alana's been, Alana has a cold, so it's like been pretty rough around here, but I have been enjoying just like hanging out with her. She is hilarious. She's so funny. She likes to put on little shows. I asked her today, I go, does your dad have sisters? She's like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I go, well, what are their names? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She said to me the other day, she goes, hey, Tiff. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? dare you i am your mom my oh can i bring that paint to my house yeah she'll be very excited about it tomorrow yeah. she came up to me today we forgot to paint i was like oh we did uh yeah you can of course take it yeah we've been doing we've been doing little like crafts so like i stayed home with her on monday and she painted a little witch she did a great job too so excited for her she just she loves being crafty and she loves spooky stuff and she's my little mini she fell asleep on me actually last night, which hasn't happened in a long time. So it was really cute. And I've been building Legos. <laughs> so over the weekend, Marty and I had a date night, but like staying at home and we built Hogsmeade. So he did most of the three broomsticks and I finished it the next morning and I built um, Honey Dukes. And they're so cute. And my next one is the Polyjuice Potion scene with little kitty cat Hermione. And I'm excited for that. But honestly, just really excited about a little Disney party. Not even like a party, but it's just like we're making Hidden Mickey pizza, which basically is just pepperonis in the shape of Mickey's on a homemade pizza. You can tell that my That's family loves you. That's still cute, though. Why? Because that my father's willing to do that. Oh yeah, my father-in-law loves me. He's. I asked him if he would make pizza for me, and he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, sometimes when I ask for like good dinners, we get them. <laughs> but it's usually like you're not gonna. You don't ever ask for dinners that he like doesn't want. The, yeah, he eat, he loves I mean? them too. Yeah. But we're doing that tomorrow. So we're having hidden Mickey <clears throat> homemade pizzas. We're having mini corn dogs and tater tots. And then for dessert, we're buying... Because you can, like, buy, like, Mickey bars and the ice cream sandwiches. They're not the same. But you can buy them... But at, at least they're like, in the shape of Mickey Target. and they're cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're getting the Mickey bars and the ice cream sandwiches for dessert. And then, like, ABC has a special that's on tomorrow about Disney World... Magic Kingdom's, like, 50th anniversary. So I think they're going... I think Whoopi Goldberg is the host. Yeah, she is. And they have, like, stuff from, like, the very beginning. And so I figure we'll just, like, we'll watch some, like, park YouTube videos and just be Disneyed out and wear some ears and be all cute. Make sure at some point tomorrow you also wish Epcot happy birthday. I feel like Mm. Epcot's going to feel left out tomorrow. I'm just saying. How old is Epcot? Oh, God. You put me on the spot. See? rude did it open at 82 i think so yeah it did well, what's so that math years? it's it's 39th did i do that right it'll be 40 next year it'll be 40 next year i think no right will it be 50 next year no 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 because 
world opens. <laughs> no, I'm, that's like in 10 I'm years. I'm tired. I, yeah, It'll I be think 40 it's 39 this year. So next year is its 40th. Over the hill, over the golf ball. Anything else, Tiffany? No. That's me currently. Meow. I've been going to Disney a lot. I've just been feeling it. I've been enjoying it. We let's see. What did we do? We went to see Happily Ever After. In 1969. <laughs> we went to go see the fireworks show Happily Ever After for the final time ourselves. We saw the second last show, um, but we saw it for the last time. Emotion. And yeah, it was like. It is still just very bizarre to me that Happily Ever After only lasted four years. And for one of those years, it wasn't even being shot off because of COVID. Um, So, like, really only three years worth of shows for that fireworks show, which is just very um, not normal for Disney fireworks shows. I mean, if you think about, like, Wishes and... Fantasy in the Sky are the only other two fireworks shows that Magic Kingdom has ever had in its history. So, like, they la- they both lasted for very long times. And uh, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel as if when they made Happily Ever After, their intention was for it to be around for a long time. Um, so, I don't know. It's just weird that it's gone. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Enchantment, which we're going to see tomorrow, hopefully, at Magic Kingdom. Um, and then we also had one of my favorite things to do is to just go have a morning at Animal Kingdom where we like get our coffee, go find a spot, hang out, drink coffee, have a snack, chit chat, and then like go on the safari and go home. So we did that the other day. And then we saw Epcot's new fireworks show Harmonious, which just wow. Like (laughs) we didn't even see it from a good spot apparently so the one thing i did really like about illuminations which was the old fireworks show is that you literally could stand anywhere and have an amazing view i have heard that there is definitely a preferred viewing spot for harmonious and we did not watch it from there just because it was so overcrowded and it was giving me anxiety and we found like a nice secluded spot um to watch it But even from our, quote, not good spot, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I my only literal only gripe with Harmonious is that there was not one second of footage for Figment. Yeah. (laughs) Figment didn't get anything. And he's Epcot's mascot. Like, what were they thinking? That's the only thing that I can that I can think to complain about it. It honestly is beautiful. Um I loved the music. I loved the music choices because I always say if there is Hercules music, Hunchback of Notre Dame music, Notre Dame music, and um, <laughs> the cats are freaking out. And there's specific songs within those, and though they're in there, like I was like, yes, I'm sold. This is awesome. There's the lights they like utilize the stained glass images and like imagery from hunchback and the projections and the lights and the water and 
Are your eyes watering? <sighs> it's so good. And it got totally torn apart on Twitter. And I was like, you guys just no. want to get mad about everything. Iggy is watching something out of the window. I don't know what he's doing. That was very weird. Maybe he's um, fireworks. Maybe. So, yeah. Anyway, we've just been doing a lot of Disney. And oh my gosh, yesterday. Okay, so yesterday we saw Harmonious. And we are walking out. And I look and I see Spaceship Earth. And she is lit up. And she is beautiful. She and was I lit. was like, oh, wow. That, is a, that was just like such a shock and such like a good moment. I didn't think that they were going to light it up. I was only expecting to get to see Harmonious and Harmonious. What did I just say? Um, And then to walk out and see Spaceship Earth lit up like that in the Beacons of Light show. Oh, my God. It is. She's a beaut. Honestly, that might have got me emotionally more than Harmonious did because, like, it just looked so beautiful. Like, my eyes are watering right now thinking about how beautiful Spaceship Earth was. It's so pretty. (laughs) And every time I look at it, I'm just like, there's a ride in there. It's just so cool. I just love it. My favorite icon. I love it. It is my favorite icon as well. Yeah, it is. To me, the the Spaceship Earth just like, the the castle is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. The castle is beautiful and iconic. But like, Spaceship Earth wows me more Mm -hmm. than the castle does. Because like, the castle is what you expect it to be. It's a castle. Whereas like, Spaceship Earth... I look at that thing and I'm just like, how is it standing? How is there a ride in there? How is that real? And how mm-hmm. how am I looking at this? And how does it look so beautiful with these lights? Even before it had the beacons of light, like just like the lights that would get projected on it are so beautiful. But anyway, I could go on forever. The preferred viewing location is literally the front of World Showcase. Like there's a circular barge. And I guess there are things that are on that. Um, throughout the show that we didn't see at all and that makes it better but there was something I was gonna say and now I forgot (laughs) anyway it'll come to you yeah yeah someday I shall see it you will you will see it soon so I've been doing all that yeah for sure um and also, I got to give a shout out to my friend Morgan because she's been like literally my coach for she's been running. Training Katie. She's literally been like doing training plans for me. And like the way that she has described it has made running exciting to me instead of like, this is just something I want to do because I want to see if I can do it. It's that plus like, oh, this is maybe kind of fun. So that's mm-hmm. been really cool just to like push my body and see where I can go. Um Push my body. Yep. <laughs> it's been exciting. So we'll see. That's com- That's coming up. That's going to come up sooner than... Yeah, you say <sighs> nothing for like minutes. Right? Push my body. Well, like you're talking about like Disney things where you don't know. We once got a review that someone said that I wasn't on the same Potter level as the others, which might be true, but I very much am not on the same Disney level because I just... They mm. all love it so much that there's no love enough for me to love it oh my god oh my goodness Shut up. i like it you're ridiculous <laughs> go on Catherine. please speak oh what else have i been doing that's like kind of it i guess i'm trying to look for a job and it sucks i hate i hate job searching that's the worst i hate it the worst part of it is like 
writing a cover letter. Writing a cover letter. (laughs) I literally have been putting it off and putting it off. And then all day today, like I finally wrote one, but it's just like, it's one of those things where I'm anxious about it. And yet I can't bring myself to do it, which then makes me more anxious because I'm putting it Mm -hmm. off longer and I'm not helping myself. It's this vicious cycle. And I just hate it. If you want to know more about me, call me up. We can have an interview, you know, like, so dumb. I get it. So I dumb. hate cover letters. I think they're so dumb. Ugh. So that's it's annoying. And like job searching is always just like hard. And like, even though I know if like, if I send out 50 and I don't get any response, like that's no reflection on me. But it's hard to like remember that because that's just how job hunting goes. It's just annoying. So then I counter that with emotional Disney shows. It's all good. It's all good. Sasa, take it away. Um, well, we literally, I think what's difficult, at least for me, is that we recorded last week's episode yesterday, so nothing really has happened between then and now. Um, I am chapters away. I'll finish it tonight when I'm done recording. Um, Cemetery Boys, really, really like this. Um... I just downloaded it. I'm excited to read it. It's a little bit different. So it's like, um, it's LGBTQ plus, uh, book, like the main character is trans and there's like magic. So it's like a little bit like, (sighs) I don't want to say like paranormal, but kind of, um, cause it has to do with like, um, like day of the dead, like, uh, Dia de las muertas. But it's like a whole it's like the whole time. So like from midnight on Halloween through November 2nd. So it's like days of it. And it has to do with like um, it's like a mystery kind of thing. Like his cousin is killed. So he's trying to figure out like what happened um, because like he's magical kind of they they have like I guess they have magic. So like there's there's the brujos and the brujas and like the women can fix like the women are healers and like the men can um and they all can see spirits but like the men help the spirits like move on um into the the afterlife and they're trying to figure out like what happened to his cousin and like he summons a spirit of a classmate of his so it's like that whole journey kind of a thing and uh i really really like it i will say did i look ahead to see what happened yeah did i guess what happened (laughs) correctly yes and am i proud of myself yes but it's really really good i do oh recommend it um it's i like reading these kinds of books especially like around this time of year because it's like talking about spooky kind of i mean i don't think talking well i mean if i talk to a ghost i think i would spook myself more so than me seeing my own shadow um but when I read about it in books, they don't, it's like, it's not scary in this book. Um, but I like it. So I do recommend. And then, um, I'm just trying to, when this comes out, I'll have been at Disneyland with my sister and other LA things. I'm guessing. Um, I don't know what I'm going to read next. I have a book that like, it hasn't come out. It's coming out on, the 5th, October 5th, that I'm super, super excited about. This one person, this bookstagrammer I follow was talking about it. Um, and I literally was like, I don't even want to know. Don't tell me anything. So I like skipped her stories. Cause like, I don't want to know your opinion on it. Cause I don't want to know anything. 
Um, but that one, it's like the kingdom of the cursed or kingdom of cur the cursed. I think so. The first one is kingdom of the wicked, which is really, really good. And that one has to do with like the, the <laughs> they're princes of hell. And I talked about it before. Cause I read the first one in the beginning of September, but they're also like, there's seven of them. Cause they're the seven deadly sins. So I'm excited for the second one. Um, also for fans of Crescent city, the yeah. cover was announced. Um, I have to look it up because I don't know what it's actually called because I just call it the second second Crescent City book. Isn't it like House of Breath and Sky? Sky House of Sky and Breath. I don't. If <laughs> I was so honest, close. <laughs> know what the first one is called? Let me look it up. It's not called Crescent City. House of Earth and Blood. Yeah. Um, with Hunt on the cover, and Hunt's like one of the main characters of like the first book. So. I've had their pre-ordered for a while. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I really want to reread the um, like the first Crescent City, but I'm waiting. I'm biding my time so that I can like read it closer to when the second one comes out. Um, but yeah, and I'm trying to think of like what else I'm doing with my life. Going to LA. That should be an interesting time. I'm going to a bookstore there. I'm excited. Um, I'm getting my loot fairy loot crate copies of from blood and ash and i saw someone else got theirs and posted them <gasps> first of all covers gorgeous they're hardbacks where i only have the paperbacks the actual like hardback of the book stunning and then they have like on the pages like when the book is closed like they have edge designs of daggers mm. stunning they're so and what like i for? am not an artistic person i guess with hair and makeup eh, kind of but, like, for people that can draw, I'm not one of them. So, like, I love seeing other people's, like, work. And it just makes me jealous because they're stunning and I can't wait to get them. Um, so they're arriving tomorrow. I'm very, very excited. I will. By the time this comes out, I will have posted a picture of them on Instagram. Um, and I just really need to get off Instagram because people keep posting things like a lithium art. I sound like I'm mad at them. I'm not <laughs> because they make beautiful things. And then I give them all my money. So they're coming, they're coming out with like new pins for like specifically silver flames. Um, and they're shopping Instagram, or not on Instagram. They have Alithian art on Instagram. And then they have Virgo, Witch on Instagram, which like Virgo, Witch is more so like their shop. And I've talked about them a million times, but like literally my favorite artist, and they also have an Etsy. But um, I bought pins from them because God knows I need more of those. But they're coming out with like specifically just Crescent or specifically just Silver Flame pins and Nesta earrings. And I cannot wait to get my hands on those. Um, and then they also have like uh, Shadow and Bone stuff coming. And then I think like Wildflowers. So I was thinking about Christmas and like you're going to be really easy to buy for this year. Why do you say that? So I'll just hit up all your little shops that you like. Well, yeah, if she doesn't buy them all for have. herself before I you can. That's what Meg does. So I just downloaded like that shop app because I use shop like on. Um, on. Um, Insta? Well, like, when you're, I'm shopping on, like, a lot of Shopify, like, stores have, like, the shop, like, it's already, like, linked in there. Yeah. Like, I bought stuff from Inkwell Threads. I've talked about them a million times. They have a really, really cute um, sweatshirt. They also have t-shirts that are 
that have like a skeleton reading a book. So I got myself a sweatshirt and I got Alana the same um, design in a t-shirt. And then from While Olden Sleeps, I've talked about them. I bought another pair of like, they have these really, really, really pretty hand earrings that have like little danglies on each of the fingers obsessed and then like they posted on their instagram story they're like no one ever looks at this so like here's like 20 percent off and i was like i'm looking at it and i have things in my cart um so i bought that and then i bought a pair of snake earrings from them because they're just freaking stunning um and other things that i don't i have no business buying any of these things but i do a lot of them are book related but copies of books i already own like i bought so I pre-ordered, I think for Barnes and Noble, um, that curse kingdom of the curse or uh, whatever it's called. And then the bookish box has like a redesign of, uh, covers. So like it comes with, um, a cover for the first book and then it comes with the second book and a cover for it, like special design ones. I bought that because God knows I need it. Jokes on me. I don't. Um, but they're, st- ugh, they're stunning. I bought another pair or another set of covers for the Akatar series. I don't need to put two covers <laughs> on a book, um, but they're really pretty. <laughs> so I just need to get off Instagram because I'll be like, oh, I need that. Yeah. And then I I'm going to want to buy it. it. Um, I bought like several pairs of rings, not pairs. I bought several rings from Etsy because I was looking at things I don't need. So yeah. that's my life. Don't send me things to buy, but God knows I'll buy them. And books, lots of books. That's my life. Books and buying. Yeah. That's what this is going to be for. <laughs> Why not Cleveland? It's yeah. the Cleveland episode. Who likes For Cleveland? cool kids in Cleveland. <laughs> Whatever. For books for cool buying and browns. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> books buying and the browns. Okay. Go Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. Next, next season. All right, kids. Could say for the Cavs and for Cleveland. It's been a whirlwind. I guess you like books buying and Browns. I'm not going to be on a podcast that says to the Cavs, get out of here. Books buying. Wait, books buying Browns and basketball. (laughs) There we go. Galactica. That switches own brand Balactica. Um, of uh, you know Battlestar. We call it Balactica. <laughs> we have so. to go. Uh, can't wait to go finish my book. Don't know what I'll read next. Can't wait. So so Sarah can read. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just <in> my boys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it either. Do do it. Do the worst. <laughs> like you just look surprised. <laughs> you look like you farted you in the shop and you're trying to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> this is another I don't know why. I don't know if like my my Patronus is a Snape. <laughs> I don't. Man. Cool, take it away! Take it away, Ern! <laughs> Vinny, pull her afraid face! <laughs> take that aside, I please! Thought, I thought I saw something in the corner! What was it? My shadow! <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Swishers!
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.